Hello, everyone. I hope you guys had a great Christmas. This is the last show of the year, and I recorded it a couple weeks ago with my buddy Kelly. He came over to watch a UFC fight, had a few drinks, and then I had the great idea of recording a show. So it's a mess. We were a few drinks in, but it was a lot of fun. He's a great guy to have a conversation with. Again, I hope everyone had a great Christmas, and we'll have a fantastic New Year and an even more fantastic 2022. So hope you enjoy it. Subscribe, do all that fun stuff. See you next year. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Season Year Podcast. That's my main man, Kelly Not So Young, over there. <laughs> Wait a minute. That makes me Carlos. I just stole your show opening. <laughs> <laughs> Believe it or not, I've been thinking about that for days. <laughs> welcome to Strange Eons Radio. <laughs> I said, man, that's going to be so funny. It was like a little kid learning a joke and then <laughs> going up to his dad and saying, I got this joke. <laughs> Don't you have sponsors to talk about? Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for listening. And uh, don't forget to follow us and subscribe on your favorite podcast app on uh, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio. And, of course, Apple. Uh, don't forget to check out the sponsors, Rancho Bravo Tacos. Um, they're doing this new thing with a spiralized potato, breaded, fried, enchilada sauce on it, cheese in the broiler, more cheese, cilantro, a little bit of lime, a little bit of hot sauce on it. They're calling it La Papa Loca, the <laughs> what, crazy potato. What is a spiralized p- potato? It is. So they get a potato, they put it in this contraption and it spins. And then it's like an accordion, but it's still one piece. Oh, crazy. So it's like a slinky almost. Huh. Okay. So um, check. uh, Yeah, check them out. They're going to be releasing that soon. I took the pictures for it the other day. It looks pretty delicious. Uh, And then let's see. Who's the other one? Me. Uh, I do websites and e-commerce and create content and take pictures and make videos and do all that stuff. So if you have a product and you want to sell it online, I can help you do it. Easy. And I'm mostly affordable. (laughs) Mostly. All right. So today, man, I'm on fire. I've got three shows this month. Fantastic. Your show number three. This show will never be heard by anybody, so that's man. Cool. <laughs> the after the last show, I got an email from Hong Kong. I noticed that, and I, I looked that up. That was from Will Lau, who is a uh, listener of Strange Eons Radio, and and he sent a nice letter to us too. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Oh man, I wanted to take all credit for that. <laughs> <laughs> you you have all credit for it. That was your podcast. Well, right, but I wanted it to be like my own fan from Hong Kong. (laughs) (laughs) So now I'm bummed. Sorry, I take it off. Just edit that all out. No, I don't edit. (laughs) I noticed. I don't edit at all. Uh, I'm the 180 to your co-host, Eric, who 
uh, I believe, edits quite a bit. He makes sure we all sound a little smarter than we actually are. Yeah. So he takes out all the ums and the uh, shit like that, the, the weird pauses. <clears throat> I drop a lot of N-bombs and stuff like oh that. He God. cuts all of those out. <laughs> like ordering Negronis? <laughs> well, you don't have someone who's bringing you drinks during your show? Uh, that's what Vanessa is for. Oh, okay. It's like, Garcon, another Negroni, please. <laughs> I don't even like Negroni. Have you had a Negroni? I don't believe I have. What's in a Negroni? Uh, bitter. It's like it's a super bitter drink. But what's the main alcohol? I don't know. Okay. Nah, I don't know. I just know that uh, Anthony Bourdain drank a bunch of them while eating uh, pasta carbonara. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> we got a, you know, this show I'm is re- on fire. <laughs> we got a great show for you people today. <laughs> this is what happens when you record when you just have an opportunity to record because you know you need to have a show. I think people listen anyway, though, really. Uh, uh, a peek behind the curtain. I'm it here is. actually for fight <laughs> night, and we're just waiting for the fight to start. That's right. That's per- Adam does that. He has shows uh, when when he hosts parties. Oh, yeah, yeah. At his garage. We're both Adam fans. Corolla, yeah. So, I mean, I sort of dig this, though, where just, like, just talk about craziness. Yeah. I don't want it to be so script, not scripted, but planned. Who plans? We plan. Do you? Yeah. Yeah. I know you guys plan a whole ton. Well, um, I, I mean, like we're recording show number one fifty tomorrow, and uh, our whole gimmick, of course, is the uh, one of us has to pick a subgenre, and the other two people have to come with a film in that subgenre. And uh, we are, Jesus. we're not scripted, but we are very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Regimented. Right. So we have a section where we talk about what we saw for the first, you know, week or the first part of the podcast, what we saw last week. And then we take a break and then we go into our films. And if, if you notice, it's always, unless it's Vanessa's pick, it's always a guy's voice and then a girl's voice right. and then a guy's no, voice. No, there's a lot of thought. Yeah. <clears throat> Maybe I should put a little bit more thought into mine. Some. Uh, you're doing fine. We don't have sponsors. <laughs> the first show that I heard of yours, there was a Geico commercial. And I'm like, do these dudes really have a Geico sponsorship? <laughs> that I'm like, that's been, cool. Oh, I think we were on. We were on Adam's um, Podcast One show. On his, oh. And so they, they put their own commercials into the shows. Oh, so that's so it was a actual guy co commercial. Yes, that's cool. What happened to that? Well, well, it was uh, it was cool to be on the show, and we were uh, highly rated, but our numbers were just stagnant, no matter what we were doing. Oh. So we looked into a few other things, and we decided to jump ship and go to a different podcast host, and that seemed to work. We, you know, our numbers have been slowly mm. growing ever since. So remind people what your show is again. It's called Strange Eons Radio. And it deals mostly with? I'd say it's pop culture, but it's almost always movies. Movies. And it's almost always genre films, so horror, science fiction, <clears throat> action. So if you want to build a list like I have of movies that you need to watch, either because you guys say they suck or because <laughs> they're really good, you need to listen to this podcast. It, and then the, but then it, if it sounds interesting, just stop listening because there's going to be spoilers because they talk about them. We do. It's a spoiler filled show. It is. So they talk, they'll, they'll tell you what it's about. But like the, like you, this last one that you did, I don't remember what it, the name of it was, but the one where the mom worshiped a frog god. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Death Wheelers. The Death Wheelers. I want to listen to, I want to watch this movie now. I th- it put it on my list. Oh, good. Yeah, I think it's available on YouTube. It was a blast from the seventies, <laughs> British. It was weird. <laughs> so, so yeah, check them out. Um, and then I also found it humorous of how much you busted Vanessa's balls for not having the appropriate film. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't want to get into it. She's the, she's the one who does that the most in the show. She'll just show up and be like, I watched this movie, so this is what I'm talking about. That's right. And I'm like, that's not how we play the game. She's her own person. <laughs> she really is. She yeah, really is. She's not going to let 
Anyone tell her what to do? Especially two old white guys. Yeah, that's right. No one puts... uh, uh, Baby. Yeah, baby. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Baby in the corner. (laughs) No, but it's... Yeah, you guys, you do a whole lot. And even the... You know, the notes that you guys took for the Comic-Con show. Yeah. I can never do that. Can I talk about the thing that I emailed Eric? Oh, I don't know anything about it. Yeah, you said that I would be interested in doing this certain task. Oh, okay. I didn't know if you actually followed through on that. Yeah. So I messaged out, can I say what this email is? Sure. So it was... uh, it was to be on a, well, what is it exactly? You'd be uh, a panel judge on, yeah. <clears throat> on the Crypticon Film Festival. Right, so to be okay, I, I wasn't sure if I was able to say the whole thing. But he sent me like a, this page and a half of requirements and what they want. And I'm like, holy moly, it's like there's a whole lot of thought that I'm going to have to put into this. And then one of the points is like you have to, you you have to, uh, articulate your idea and defend whatever. I'm like, holy, like, I can't just say this blows. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what if I'm drunk? <laughs> Most of the times when I'm watching these short films at Crypticon, I've had, you know, because we take our own bar to uh, with us sure. for Crypticon. It's like I'm <laughs> half hammered when I watch these movies. <laughs> Uh, I believe I told you when I was here last that <clears throat> I used to be a judge. Yeah, it it took too much of my time. It's it, it, no, it's it's. It, I mean, and I get it, right? Because these people put their passion sure. into it, and they want to be. You know, it needs to be honest and sincere and yeah, thought out. It just can't be you know willy nilly. Some Mexican dude just saying this <laughs> sucks. <laughs> Can I say something about that Comic-Con show? Yeah. Um, as I knew, you came and joined us for drinks afterwards. And uh, as I knew would happen, uh, Vanessa and Eric both just loved you. Did they? Yeah. So. <laughs> you know, I may have a tendency of uh, ignoring boundaries. <laughs> I mean. What? You? Yeah. I mean. That's not the Carlos I know. The white man took our boundaries from Mexico. God. So I'm doing it right back to them anytime I... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Anytime with I'm near proximity of someone else's social circle, <laughs> like I'm going full Alamo on them, <laughs> the way they went. <laughs> well, I just wanted you to know they were just like, yeah, what a great guy. Well, that's good. I mean, there was a, it was 50 50, right? I had a 50 50 chance. Could have been into the bed and be like, who's this prick? That's not the kind of people they are. <clears throat> oh, I bring it out of people. <laughs> Like this jerk. Where'd you get him from? What Home Depot did you pick this dude up from? Oh, <laughs> well, no, that's that's good. Um, and I want to I want to ask them to be on too. Are you okay with that? Oh yeah, I think that. Um, I mean, Vanessa especially has a super interesting backstory, and Eric has, you know, had his fingers in a lot of Ooh. things. In nice, a lot of. Uh, <laughs> A lot of Seattle right. things. My kind of dude. Mm-hmm. Hot. <laughs> pies. <laughs> He's got his finger in a lot of pies. No, that's good. So did, were you worried the at least a little bit that no one was going to be there? <clears throat> no one was there. There was like <laughs> eight people there. I think there was 10 people there. Yeah. Eric brought 10 coins oh. and gave 10 <laughs> coins out. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's always the fear, but I, I have to say I was surprised that it was less attended than our Crypticon live show. Oh, you're right. Just because, you know, but you walked the halls, uh, the entire Comic-Con was lightly attended. Right. So. Yeah. That's what I, I don't like to, man, I am an old man. I don't (laughs) like to be (laughs) surrounded by a million people. I'm right there with you. And. Um, let's just say that the certain demo of people aren't too keen on deodorant, <laughs> but like to dress up in, you know, costumes that have a lot of wool or fur. God. It's just not, that's just not fun to me. Uh, but no, I think I will. Uh, I, I got there super early, walked around a lot because I thought I was going to see a lot of collectible stuff that I was into. 
And uh, luckily for my pocketbook, I was not. It wasn't really stuff that I liked. Yeah, I, I was kind of surprised. Mm-hmm. You know, I gave myself a budget. And uh, there was just nothing there that really interested me. I spent mm-hmm. my budget on booze that night. There you go. I bought <laughs> I bought three, what are they called? Funkos. I bought three Funko dolls. <laughs> yeah, one of them was for me. <laughs> one of them was for you. And that little Godzilla sits <laughs> proudly among all my other Godzillas. Okay. I want to tell you a story. I'll tell you a story about this. So, you know, Kelly turned me into a gun fanatic. Oh, boy. I'm not sure I like the way that sounds. <laughs> I'm getting the militia newsletter from Everett. <laughs> God. I'll so. have you know that I don't share on my own show that I'm into guns, so thanks. <laughs> well, Paul, here you go. You're getting. <laughs> oh, should I cut? I'm not cutting it. Oh, you meant you mean Will. Will. Right. Sorry, Will. You had a fan and then you right. lost him. So, okay. So if you don't talk about the guns, you don't talk about the militia then, right? <laughs> <laughs> You're such a dick. <laughs> okay, got it. So he he introduced me to to his uh, cause, <laughs> and it was a good time. Like, I thought I'm, you were going to say arsenal. <laughs> arsenal. So <laughs> glad it was just cause. No, just a cause. <laughs> it you was a good mean? time. You had a it good was, time. I had a great time. So so uh, you know what I liked about it. So I I, I own four guns. And uh, you hadn't shot a gun or anything, and I take you to the range. And what made me feel good about it was just before you fired, you kind of looked back at me and you were like, "I this is scaring the hell out of me." And I it was is. like, "That's a good attitude to have about." That's these. right. I'm not a sociopath, right? Like people, I mean, you need to have a certain level of fear. I mean, all this thing requires you to do is point it at someone and pull and the trigger, and they're adios. dead. So you should have some respect for Oh, that. absolutely. Absolutely. No, that's, uh, you know, I get, I have that uh, nervousness about most stuff, like speaking in front of people, uh, just trying something new that is in, that people are watching, like that little bit of healthy fear. Yeah. And then if I totally bomb, okay, not in shooting, but uh, then it's like, okay, fine. I'll laugh at myself and then walk away and then try it again if I want to. And if not, uh, you did really well me. too. First time well, out, you were right there in the bullseye. That I would say that is call of duty play plane. Oh, the, the shotgun, the, the, well, you know, knowing how to line up because you have to line up. I mean, it oh, is a oh, video. Yeah. So you're crediting your heavy video. call of duty <laughs> playing to how good you were. <laughs> I mean, it could be, I, I imagine that, the the army the military is you know running these kind of things with new recruits and stuff. no i mean because when you're playing i don't know if you're a big uh first person shooter play, I yeah but you when you're running you do have to lift up the gun and put it in this put your target in the sights it's like you do have to do that okay so there you go you just have to do it now with your arms versus just your thumbs but uh the yeah i dug it well, I loved, um, let's see, we shot my Beretta and the shotgun, which is, of course, a really cool automatic oh, man. shotgun. Man, you could take out Stormtrooper bugs yeah. with that thing. And, uh, and of course, the three fifty seven. And after the three fifty seven, you looked at me and you were like, this gun isn't even fun. That's not even fun. <laughs> it was not fun. It, uh, it's got I mean, a kick. It, it hurts. Was, it hurts if to I shoot. had shot that a few more times, I think my thumb would have definitely felt it the next morning. That's why I didn't start you on that. Yeah. I was like, this is a gun that turns people off of shooting. Yeah. No. No, that's, uh, yeah, not that one. But the other ones were fine. We're, we're fine. So to express the gratitude to, uh, although my wife is probably not too fond of you because. <laughs> I seem to do that to people's so wives. she didn't want she didn't want me to get a gun. Um, but then I got the gun safe first. And then I'm like, see, once I get it, then there's going to be a safe place to put it. I guess I guess my question for that is, uh, you don't have kids. No. You, it's just you and your wife here. Let's see, look at this. So this is a BB gun. <laughs> That's a BB gun. 
that for sure looks real. This is why kids get shot by cops. <laughs> I mean, this thing looks like a real gun. That thing is uh, 20 it years old. feels like a real gun. It's heavy. My dad bought this for me when I was like 10. Huh. No, 30 years old. It is super old. Oh. So I got the safe. And then I'm like, you know what? I am walking around Crypticon. And I'm like, you know what? I got to uh, give get Kelly a little something. So I know that you dig Godzilla's. Big time Godzilla stuff. And there, did you see the big table with all the Godzilla stuff? I did. It was like all from the 60s and 70s. Yeah, I was actually, Japan. Eric and I stopped there and I was like, ooh. And then I started looking at the prices like $1,300. I guess yeah. I'll pass. Yeah. So I go up to this guy. And then I'm like, you know, I'm like, what do you have that's the most economical thing here? And then he's like, oh, these are all rare. But, you know, these are all, you can't find them. And they're straight from Japan from the 60s. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> like, what's the cheapest one? And then he pointed at a couple and he's like, this one's 150. This one's 250. I'm like, what do you got under 100? <laughs> and then it took like four times to get this guy to show me what were the on the low end i'm like i don't i mean i'm not gonna buy kelly a hundred dollar godzilla <laughs> i don't blame and of <laughs> course you don't have to buy me anything carlos well. i am an adult male <laughs> i mean you did <laughs> that likes godzilla toys. you did look in my office which is you would not you'd be like how old is your son <laughs> that's right <laughs> and don't let him near the arsenal <laughs> Okay, going back. Or the bow and arrow. I need to know why you have a safe. I mean, you're getting the gun for protection, right? Yeah. So if somebody breaks in and you have to fiddle around with a safe. Because my wife said I have to have it. This is just going to make it hard for you to get to the thing that you got to protect yourself. It's right down here in my office. It's not even in the bedroom. Yeah. I'm fine. I'm in a bunker. No one's coming in here. No. I'm, uh, I'm behind a super heavy metal door. And then uh, the other door that is has glass on it, there's two more units before they reach mine. So I'm fine. <laughs> You'll have plenty of warning. That's right. That's right. So finally, this guy, and, and he's, uh, what is he? He's not, he speaks another language. I don't know what he is. Finally, he shows me this little tiny one. <laughs> And it's a little Godzilla that you wind up and it has feet and it moves. And then he wanted that one. He wanted 50 for that. Oh, my God. Then I'm like, 50? I'm like, for sure I can negotiate this down. And then I'm like, this one's pretty cool. I was like, 50? I went, uh, well, right away I said, would you do 25 for it? Then he went, no. Like, he asked, like, (laughs) he was super offended. He's like, no. This is super rare from Japan. I'm like, yeah, but would you do 25 for it? <laughs> I didn't hear any of this story. I'm, I'm, I'm really tickled that you went to all this effort for oh, me. Oh, but he, he wouldn't do it. And then I said, you don't want to take all this crap back with you. <laughs> I said, I know how this goes. It's like, just sell it. 25 bucks. Who's going to use it? First, first of all, he had this toy like way up high in a corner and it was the, it was a little small box. And he, so he had it hidden. Right. I said, you had it all the way up there. You weren't going to sell it anyway. Either you <laughs> love this toy and don't want to sell it. Please tell me this is the actual conversation yeah, you had. Of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> and then I said, uh, or you can just sell it to me right now for 25 bucks and you want, and then you're done. Boom. You sold something. And then he's then he then I I'm pretty sure I annoyed him. Oh. And then he's like, no. And then I said, fine. I said, 35. And then he's dug his heels in and I said, no. He said, no. I said, are you sure? I said, are you gonna lose this deal for $15 <laughs> when you've got a five hundred dollar one that you can probably spend more energy in in uh, negotiating with or for or against, whatever? And then yeah, but this time I blew it. He uh he was annoyed. And then, but then also this was after I had had four beers. I went and I took a break and had a few beers at the little thing down oh, there. Oh, Jesus. What did those cost? I don't know. I didn't even look. 40 bucks each too. So I had, I had chicken wing. I had a chicken tenders and a beer and it was like, yeah, yeah, it was like 30 bucks. Yeah. They were probably 
10, 12 buck beers. Ridiculous. I didn't even find it. It was, good. It, was good. it was okay beer. So I didn't get that one for you. I'm like, okay. I'm like, I'm not going to buy it. So then there were about 50 vendors who were selling at least 5,000 of these pop, pop toys. The Funko Pops. The yeah. Funko Pops. There were so many of them. And then I saw a guy with the Godzilla. And then I'm like, yo, that one. And I think he worked there. And he's like, yeah, we have another one. And it's only 10 bucks. And I'm like, sold. <laughs> <laughs> sold. Wrap that puppy up. <clears throat> and then boom, that was it. I appreciated it. No, Thank my, you. my, I couldn't have, I, I didn't get you the super cool one, rare from 1965, <laughs> right from Japan. You know what? I got this story out of it and that's great. <laughs> so I appreciate that. Man. When I was a kid, my mom would take me to garage sales and would force me to negotiate. Oh, you told me that because they couldn't speak English. They couldn't speak English. <laughs> so it's like if something was a dollar, my mom would say, hey, dile, dile si, dile si aceptan 50 centavos. I was like, Mom, it's only one dollar. I would say, Preguntale. <laughs> you know, so my mom wants to know if you would sell this for 50 cents. <laughs> and did they look at you with, you know, like pity and go, oh, this poor kid? Most of them, yes. Yeah. There were some cranky old people who were like, no, or, but for the most part, they knew I did not want to do that. <laughs> they knew it. And, uh, and then they would sell it to her. Man, my parents were something else. Oh, did I tell you how they got their lawn resodded? I don't think I did. No, you didn't. You're looking at me like, did he? But no. no, I didn't. So they had this big tree in their backyard that would prevent grass from growing. So they cut it and then boom, there was a sun now. Sun hit hit the grass. But the grass was all dead and they tried planting seeds and it just didn't work. So they wanted to get... Um, is it called sod? Like that rolling grass? Yeah. Yeah. And but they, of course they didn't want to pay to do it. So <laughs> one day they were they were driving by and they saw a work truck with a bunch of scraps in the in the in the back of a truck. And my mom went and I think my uncle was with them. It wasn't me, but it was my uncle. <clears throat> and my uncle went and bought the scraps from someone who had had their whole lawn redone. For, I don't know, whatever, 20 bucks. And then he came back and then that's what, it was enough to cover their whole lawn. But it looked like Frankenstein. I was just going to say, it, <laughs> so they had to put it together like a puzzle yeah, then. Yeah. That's hilarious. But it worked. I mean, the grass is still there. But it's like, who would think of doing, to do something like that? But, I mean, I'm pretty sure a Mexican sold it to them. So, of course, they were okay. They were okay with it. Sure. Man, some of the stuff that... Just thinking back, some of that stuff was pretty funny. Just with the garage. I mean, there was lots of garage sale stories. Lots of them. And then when we had garage sales, she did not budge one inch. <laughs> That's the best. <laughs> She's like, no. It's $1 for this plate. <laughs> and, yeah, she she wouldn't do that. <clears throat> uh, <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, but... It's, it's, what am I saying? What am I trying to say? I completely forgot what I was going to say. I think I was going to segue into complaining. Yeah. Complaining where this dude didn't want to sell it to me. Oh. Where, um, that is the, that it was probably the third horrible, okay, not so horrible, but interaction with a service person that didn't go very well. Did I tell you the uh, the um, the PayPal story? No. So this was last week, I think, or the week before. See, and this is Eric. He would have edited. He would have <laughs> edited just to like go. I would go right into this, like in the natural segue. But not you. No, not me. <laughs> I want the users to feel me swimming through my brain to sure. think up of something to say. One take Carlos. That's, That's what they call you. <laughs> yep. So I was having an issue with PayPal. <clears throat> and uh, actually, this, this is, uh, uh, is going to be the Carlos complaining. 
show. It really does. If you you need to think of something to complain about, and then it can be the Carlos and Kelly complaining show. Roger. So I call PayPal. I mean, people who answer the phone at PayPal, I feel sorry for them, first of all, because it must be horrible because you don't call PayPal to say, hey, I love PayPal. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. for Had a great transaction. Just wanted to let you know. (laughs) I bought my CBD oil with PayPal and my joints are going to be so (laughs) the inflammation is going to go straight down. And that's because PayPal facilitated this transaction. Thank you. (laughs) <laughs> so they're probably used to a little bit of hostility. I will spare you the long story, believe it or not. The fourth <clears throat> PayPal rep I speak to on the one call, which is about an hour and a half into it, I call I the, the, the this rep, you know, because they transfer me. And you know what's so funny is that they kept on transferring me to someone whose English was a little bit better, a little bit better, a little bit better. (laughs) The last person was like, you know, she was from Oklahoma. She's like, sir, I hear you have a problem, sir. How can I help you? (laughs) Then it was someone not from Oklahoma the first time around. (laughs) The show feels very racist. (laughs) This is an, an accurate represent. This is an accurate depiction of what happened to me on this call. (laughs) So the fourth one, she answers the call. And I said, listen, I said, how good are you at your job? And then she said, uh, she said, I can do my best to help you out. I said, you know what? That's not good enough. I said, I am giving you an out. If you don't feel (laughs) you know how to do your job well enough, I don't want to deal with you. Just pass me to someone who is good at their job and then can give me an answer to my issue. And I won't think any less. I won't be, (laughs) I won't think any less of you. I just need my question answered. And if I'm not going to get that from you, I'm going to be really upset. And then, I mean, what is she going to say? Hold on. (laughs) So did she take care of you? No. Oh no. (laughs) She transferred me. (laughs) That's why she transferred me to the lady from Oklahoma. Oh, okay. I may have yelled. And they must have some note. They must have some ability to leave notes for the person they're transferring them to. <laughs> of course. Because as soon as I uh, as soon as I answered, as soon as this fifth person, it was probably the fifth person answered, she started off by saying, sir, I know you're upset. If you want to yell, go right on ahead and yell. <laughs> <laughs> The like, note that, that was transferred was just, this is an asshole. That's right. <laughs> then I'm like, the, I said, that's no fun. Oh, that's a good way to defuse somebody, actually. because I, I started to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> then I had to take just a little bit of, uh, I had to take just a little bit of pleasure in probably making the previous person cry. Oh, no. You didn't give her the, uh, don't do your best, do my best? No, I should have. <laughs> Oh, I, for, I keep on forgetting about that one. I should do that. I should remember that one. <clears throat> but <laughs> it's like, yes, I was a jerk. Yes, it was horrible service. They did not help me. But that <clears throat> night, I'm pretty sure she's going to go home and tell her boyfriend or her husband. Some dude said, if I didn't feel confident <laughs> in my job to transfer I got to say, you're not the good guy in this story. No, I'm not. Man, have you had any horrible customer service? Oh, God. I don't know. I feel like every customer service story is a horror story. So, yeah, because it's never good. Yeah, there's, there's no reason, like you said, to call somebody up when you've had a good experience. No, no. Um. I'm also going to, well, first of all, I can't boycott PayPal, unfortunately. Right. It's like, they don't, first of all, they don't care. Well, you know, I told you that uh, last time I was here that I had published that uh, hardbound Philip Ficasi book. Right, which is right behind you. Oh, thank you for buying that. And I then, um, so we ordered a certain number of them because we made it a limited edition. And 
uh, we got it from uh, Ingram Spark, which mm-hmm. is a, a book publisher and all of that stuff. And about four of the books were just ridiculous. I was like, how, how can I sell these? These look awful. Yeah. One of the books had the wrong interior in it. How does that happen when you print books? That's what I said <laughs> to the customers. I was like, this one, I, I want to be angry about this, but I don't even know how this happened. You know, I was like, this book seems thicker than all the other books. So I opened it up and it's a different book inside. And, uh, and then all of the dust jackets were fucked up. Mm. So, um, but I, I had a fairly decent conversation with, I mean, I, I wanted to be angry and she just agreed with everything I was saying. Yeah. So she was like, you know, can you send me a picture of that right now? And I, you know, took a picture and sent it to the chat and, uh, she was like, yeah, that's unacceptable. And I was <laughs> like, like yeah, you're right. um, shit, that's what I wanted you're to say. You're not blind or dumb or <laughs> mentally ill. So they took care of all the problems. Did they? Yeah. So they just replaced them? They replaced them. They let me keep all of that stuff. So I sent the book that had the wrong interior to Philip Fricasi. And um, I just told him, you know, this is the danger of small press publishing. <laughs> so then, oh, did you have any delays in getting these printed? Did yeah. Did it take a long time? It did take a long time. Uh, I mean, if they were able to quickly turn around and fix this. It was like, what was the, why were there any issues on the front end getting them done? I think, <clears throat> well, you know, the, the dust jackets were so poorly folded that I assumed that it like goes through a machine and it gets folded around them and then somehow something happened and, and yeah. just carried on through the entire run. And well, you, know was, what, you know what, how they get folded actually. It's the PayPal tech support people that are <laughs> answering PayPal support questions and folding these well, dust jackets at the same well, time. Well, <laughs> imagine my horror when I said to her, you know, I imagine something happened in the in the folding machine or something. And she goes, well, they're hand folded. And I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> you have a human being I'm right. who, who folded <laughs> it like this and then looked at it and said, good enough. <laughs> It's a subsidy of Foxconn. <laughs> They're building iPhones and folding these Dutch jackets at the same time. Anyway, we got the books. Uh, Man, that person who folded out. them probably went on the roof and jumped, but their Foxconn nets caught them. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, this is my last act I as a human. About, I forgot about the nets. <laughs> That's got to be a discouraging thing Man. when you go to a job and you look out the window and there's a net there. It's like, fuck, I can't even throw myself out the window. <laughs> this is horrible. This is literally the worst job ever. <laughs> this show's horrible, though. <laughs> that is nuts. But, well, I mean, eh. At least you got your dust jackets fixed. Yeah, it all turned out fine. It's all turned out fine. The Nets caught them. <laughs> Customers were like, what's going on? I this made is- them send me all of the dust jackets again, unfolded, and then Eric and Rick and I f- hand-folded everybody's dust jacket. Wow. How many? What are we talking about? Um, there were 77 numbered ones, and then we had, I think... Uh, another 15 or 13 um, that were used as reader copies and stuff like that. Although I didn't fold anything for the 13 copies. Uh-huh. I, well, I put one on the one I gave you. At least it wasn't like a, a thousand. No, no. I, I mean, I'll never do another hardcover run like this again, the way this worked. How would you change it? I'd probably, you know, the unfortunate thing is I'd probably... Um, send it off to China. To yeah. Be done. <laughs> I mean, that's horrible, isn't it? Well, no. Where were these done? Here in the oh, good yeah. old U.S.? Here in the good old U.S. Oh, there you go. <laughs> there you go. And we thought, you know, well, that's the way we want to do things. Well, and then a part of me thinks this person is in the printer's union. I, making 30 bucks an hour. I didn't realize there was a printer's union. Oh, but if there is, they should everything. be making more than 30 bucks Have you bucks been in unions? Hour. No. <clears throat> I hate unions. Non-union. I've been in three unions in my life. I've been in the aerospace union. I've been in the uh, 
then the gaming union. Oh. And then I've been in the so in a metal working union. The and gaming union. Yeah, I worked for the back in Illinois, I worked for the racetracks <clears throat> for a few years. For the mob, you mean. Right. <laughs> I've got some stories for that. I, I I can read between the lines. I know what you meant. <clears throat> I did. Uh, I worked for. So when you go to the racetrack, you place a bet. The person who takes your bet, they're called a teller. And they, I'm not sure if it's still this way, but they're in a tuxedo, right? They're all dressed up and they're sitting there and they're, they're punching on their keyboard. You know what the race number, the bet and the dollar amount and what they punch into um, that machine. I used to maintain those. So those machines were just, they were just dumb clients that were hooked into a server. And then the server is what processed the bets and okay. had communication back and forth from the racetrack too. Because we, in Illinois, there are off-track betting parlors. They have them in California, I believe. You know what an off-track betting parlor is? Not really. So it's like if you go to the casino, if you can watch race, you can watch race horse races on TV and bet on them, but from all over the country. Okay. So I worked at Balmoral Maywood Sportsman's Park in Illinois, and then I worked at different locations that simulcasted races from all over. Oh, okay. So I, I did that for a few years, and uh, so I had to be in the gaming union in Illinois for that. You had to be? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I, I, I had to be. And then when I moved here, I worked for shops, fabricating shops that produced parts for mostly Boeing. Sure. And they were union shops and they were, I don't know, some sort of aerospace or something union. And then uh, in another shop that I worked back home, it was just, a, I, don't, I don't remember what it was called, but it was just a machining union. See, those kind of unions I get. I mean, there should be there should be somebody looking out for a worker and making sure that they're um, not working too many hours at a time. No, and that they they've did got, nothing. Oh, they didn't do anything <laughs> like that? I assume that's what the union was for. No, for, they took dues. I don't even remember a union steward or union rep coming in doing anything. And I was... Back then, I was motivated and actually cared. If I had done a podcast back then, I probably would have prepared a little bit. <laughs> it all comes back. <laughs> I had a little bit of gumption. That's a moxie. Moxie. I like moxie. That's right. Uh, so I performed better than anyone. Um, so, uh, I, so I ran lathes, CNC mills and lathes. And uh, these are pretty cool machines. Right, they move a lot of steel really fast. They cut steel. They make some very tight tolerance parts. Like point zero 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 three was the smallest tolerance that I worked with, uh, and I learned pretty much everything about these machines, which made me a a highly skilled machinist. Sure, and I could not get a raise <laughs> until I was out of the union. Because you can't get a raise if you're in a union. Well, I thought that the union is looking out for you. Yeah, to make they're sure looking out for everyone, you... but a, they're all a bunch of morons. I was the I was there was only a, a handful, like a couple of us guys that were actually invested in doing good work. So, <clears throat> uh, I went in and I was a I, I didn't know how this worked. I was 21, 22. And then I went to my boss and I said, hey, can I get a raise? And then I showed him. I said, I'm able to produce X amounts of parts per hour consistently. And then I don't make any scrap. So basically, I don't make any mistakes. All of the parts that I machine are good. I said, I, I, you know, me and this dude who does half of what I do and produces 25% more garbage than I do, we're getting paid the same. That doesn't work. And then he's like, I can't pay you. He said, we can't pay you. There's this union. And then he goes, you know what I'll do? I will make you a shop lead. And shop leads are, in essence, management. So they're out of the union. Boom. Oh. Just like that. I was able to make twice as much money. So I'm a 21, 22-year-old kid making 80K a year. 
Well, so the union must have hated that <clears throat> when that happened. But they didn't even, I, the, the, there was no one. I was hated. My coworkers hated me because they felt that I was just kissing the manager's butt. Right. But they didn't see the work that I was doing. Right. So they were not happy at all. <laughs> I was happy. I mean, I was making good money. I mean, but I was working 60 hours a week. So that sucked. Yeah. But it's a lot better to work 60 hours a week when you're the shop lead. <laughs> right. <For> sure. <laughs> you know what I think you need to do for your next guest is a... Uh, a union leader? A union leader or an ex-union leader. Uh, a I don't know any. Ex-union leaders are buried under... <laughs> Especially in Illinois. Yeah. They're, where are they? They're under the Lion Stadium. <laughs> I'd be interested in uh, in hearing somebody talk about that kind of stuff. Yeah. The only people who love unions are lazy people and union people who work for the union. Yeah. There is no good employee that aspires to be more, make more, to stand out that will say, I love my union. Hmm. I mean, I know I'm going to infuriate a bunch of people <laughs> and I totally get it. But if you union... Electricians love it, right? Because a lot of them, it's just a way to charge a gazillion dollars and to not, and for job protection, but then takes forever. It's like there's no impetus to. Right. And then, uh, yeah, it's, it's, and in my lonely, lowly, 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 lowly experience in being in three unions. Two of them fabricating, one of them gaming. Uh, the gaming, the, the gaming just didn't do anything. It's just that in order to get your license to work in gaming, you needed to be in the union. That's a scam right there. Yeah. So I had to pay for my license, and then you pay union dues, <laughs> and then you got to pay to renew your license. Yeah. <clears throat> so it's 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 a mess. Yeah. If people hear this, they're gonna. Absolutely hate. Me. I've gotten into some pretty interesting conversations with people who claim to love their unions. This episode is going nowhere. My my suggestion is you cut it into little bites and just whenever you've got nothing going on, you, you just lost go, me at cut it. <laughs> you lost me at Sorry. do any post production work. Listen, if the podcasters union gets word of this, <laughs> you're going down, Carlos. <laughs> I. I what is it? Flip my finger? No, I shun. What do you say? What's the what's the term? I I wish I knew what you were trying to say. I snub my nose. Oh, what's the what's the saying? Sure, I uh, I, I flip. I thumb 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 my nose. Is I, that what it is? I don't know. Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm thumbing my nose right now. Get a picture. See, I don't mind these. I don't mind these at all. At all. <clears throat> but it is almost time to right. watch the fights. Game time. So this, I have a pitcher of margaritas waiting for me. Your glass <laughs> has been empty for about 20 minutes. I know. Unacceptable. Yeah. But do you love your regimented uh, podcast model? Or do you like this free willing? Let's just say that I had planned for two seconds. Let's just say, Kelly, come <laughs> over. You know, maybe we can talk about, we can talk about something. Maybe. Here's here's the problem. I consider you a pretty good friend, so we we would have had a conversation like this anyway. We're just happening to record this one. If if we weren't this close, oh, this would be horrible. Yeah, I right. would say that you. I'd I'd need to know what we were talking no, about. No, agreed, one hundred percent. What? Although I believe, yeah, the the show with the drip tea guys. I didn't tell them anything. <laughs> I was like, just come over. We'll just talk. And then I get here, and then I, we sit down, and I'm like, um, "So, how did you guys start this one? Are you are you telling me that this next episode of yours coming up is going to be a bad one? No, because they're interesting. <laughs> okay, but I mean, you will it, it, the dichotomy there between them and me is pretty hilarious. Where these are probably the three most fashion forward, hip, cool guys, right? That pay attention to every single detail of their outfits. 
from their <laughs> rings to their bracelets to their necklaces to their hats to their wow. like everything. Okay. And then I'm here saying, you know what? My wife buys my shirts at Hot Topic. And then uh, I get shorts at Target. <laughs> God, they must have been horrified. <laughs> they're young, so they just laughed it off. And they're like, man, everyone has their style, man. It's cool. I'm like, yeah, I'm Hot Topic and Target. <laughs> I will tell you this for our show. So we're big Corolla fans, like we mentioned. Um, that's what I wanted to do was something that felt like a radio show. That's why yeah. we called it Strange Eons Radio is I wanted to have um, like guest segments and stuff like that. We even tried during the uh, the pandemic. We brought in a guy who was making drinks and uh-huh. stuff like that. And See, after you were ordering the Negroni. <laughs> I should have asked him what it was. Um and and so I think that because we set this kind of regimen out for every episode, we don't even think about it. We just go right into it and we do it and everybody knows what they're doing. And it it doesn't feel like it's regimented at all. It's just the way we always do it. Yeah. So well, it's just muscle memory now. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. I like it. I think I think it's the secret <clears throat> to our success. It works. Um, big kudos to Eric for because I. I well in listening now to a live one and then listening to the shows <laughs> like he makes it sound really good <laughs> wait wow that didn't come out how I thought it was gonna be <laughs> oy vey oy I think that's a I think that's a good place to stop this you know I, what I mean cause I'm leaving <laughs> you know what I mean I meant that I meant that <clears throat> he <laughs> never mind. He makes I'm, us sound good. I'm finding my out music, which you asked for. <laughs> You're gonna love the song that I picked. Oh, okay. All right, you ready? All right, here you go. Oh man, I'm digging it. I'm gonna sing us oh, out. Wait. See oh, what the fuck? I know I don't have my. Oh crap. You're not going to cut any of this out, are you? Oh, heck no. <laughs> Actually, I'm going to stop it right here. And we're back. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back with the outro music. I mean, I yeah, I, I get it now. I understand why you don't want to edit anything. <laughs> oh, my. It's good, huh? Wow. Turn down for what? <laughs> All right. Thank you, everyone, for making it through this. You know, the really important thing here is that I find quality in this. That's all I need. I'm having fun. And that's all I need. <clears throat> all right. So thank you, everyone, for listening. And then don't forget the sponsors, Rancho Taco, Birria Tacos, Papa Locas, uh, e-commerce. And then Kelly, give him a shout out again. Yeah, Strange Eons Radio and Strange Eons Publishing. Do you have a website? www.strangeeons.net. Beautiful. All right. Thank you, people. Adios.